Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello. Oh my goodness me, and welcome to Thursday. Love Thursdays. <laughs> um, I love Thursdays because Thursdays is my new day off, isn't it? So <clears throat> I don't have to go to work. Yay, happiness. Um, so I'm going to have a lazy, lazy day today. Uh, what about you? Are you having a lazy day or are you one of those unfortunate souls who've got to do work? Got to go to school, got to do work. I'm so sorry, um, that I'm going to be having a lazy day at home. <laughs> oh my goodness, I have probably got loads and loads of things to do but I've decided I'm not doing them I'm going to pretend I'm at work today uh, so that I don't actually have to do any of the jobs so I can just put them off and think I'll do them at the weekend <laughs> so um, let's see what we have in store today well, we've got riddles and we've got jokes and we've got fun facts and we've got all the days. Oh, my goodness. So um, we'll start actually by um, saying hi to Jess, who is mummy to Arthur. So hi to Arthur, too. Um, and she messaged me um on here <laughs> bless her saying that it was nothing to do with the bowling question but um she didn't know how else to message so could i uh read a mr man story for arthur's birthday um and say happy birthday to him when it was his birthday which i will do it's all now in my birthday book um jess so don't worry about that but um i will say if you do ever want to message me again on here is absolutely fine it doesn't have to be about the question um and uh but if you do want to message me in any other way uh messenger um online is perfect uh facebook uh magical children's stories we have a, a facebook page or um email which is uh sally ann 1990 at mail.com so that's sally ann which is all one word s-a-l-l-y-a-n-n-e 1990 okay um <clears throat> so that's just in case you ever want to message again and don't want to do it on here <laughs> we also have a kudos board um so if you just put uh kudo in kudo board uh that will bring um bring the the thing up um and you just search for magical children's stories um my voice is going today honestly first thing in the morning is not a good time um for my voice so anyway there you go um so i will be reading a mr man story for arthur on his birthday <laughs> right 
does he have a favourite one though, Jess? This is the question. There you go. Um, so let me know if he has a favourite one um, and I will try and read that one. Right, the riddle from yesterday. Ooh, did you get it right? It was a bit of a, a longish one, wasn't it? So it was only one colour, but not one size. Stuck at the bottom, yet easily flies. Present in sun, but not in rain. Doing no harm and feeling no pain. What is it? Did you guess it? Well, I think the aunt the 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 line where it says it could have been anything up until it says present in sun but not in rain, and that kind of gave it away, didn't it? Jasper, you picked up on that, so you got the answer right, and it was indeed shadow. Well done to you, Jasper. Um, I have another riddle today, and it was sent in by Sophie. So, Sophie, your riddle was, or is, I can be written, I can be spoken... I can be spread, I can be broken. Oh no, I can be exposed. So, let me read that again, I do apologise. I can be written, I can be spoken, I can be exposed, I can be broken. What is it? Although I can be spread is actually, um, does fit, so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Sophie. Um, what is it? What am I if I can be all those things? Ooh. Um, the answer is a good one. So tomorrow we will find out. Now, the fun fact of the day. Wow, is weird beyond belief. Okay, and I want to know what's happening in the city of New York for this to be true. The likelihood of getting bitten by a human being in New York City is higher than the likelihood of getting bitten by a shark. What is going on in New York? That all these people are being bitten. Oh my goodness. Um, and does that just mean that it's got the sea around somewhere near New York? Or, oh, excuse me, or anywhere? It's such a weird, weird fun fact. Um, so, if you don't want to be bitten, don't go to New York. Um, I'm going to ask everybody who's been in New York or comes from New York, have you been bitten? I would love to know. <laughs> By a human, not an animal. Um, so let's get some sporty, sporty fun facts. Sporty, sporty. So let's find out 
Do, do, do. Right, I'm just having a, a quick look to find where we were. Here we go. So, nearly finished this book now. Um, right, so let's have a look at the bed race. Oh, I love this already. <clears throat> at the bed race in Knaresborough, Yorkshire. Teams of six people have to push a bed with one person on it through the town on four wheels and finally float it across a river. Do you know what? I would love to be the person in the bed while they're pushing it. That would be amazing. <laughs> and the annual Mud Olympics are held on the muddy banks of the Elbe River in Germany, with lots of silly sports like mud eel racing, oh my goodness, and boot tossing. I love it. So there's also chess boxing. So in chess boxing, you play a round of chess, followed by a round of boxing <laughs> with 11 rounds to either checkmate your opponent or knock him out. <laughs> How awesome are those? Oh, my goodness. Queensland, Australia. What are you like? Every year, the World Championships of Cockroach Races take place in Queensland, Australia. The races were first set up when two Australians claimed that the place they lived had the biggest cockroaches. Oh, my goodness. To settle the argument, they both went home, came back with a cockroach and decided to race them. <laughs> oh, dear. And I know about this one already. In the annual cheese rolling competition in Gloucester, England, you have to run down a steep hill chasing your hunk of cheese and the cheese rolls at speeds of up to 30 miles per hour so it's a surprisingly dangerous sport cheese rolling the cheese rolls are like big round um things of cheese a bit like uh i don't know whether you've ever seen the what are those little ones called mini mini cheese wheels and you just but they're massive and you send them down the hill oh my goodness to win the world gurning championships who knows what gurning is oh all you have to do is pull the most horrible faces and i've actually seen if you google gurning on um google or um, amazon you know, anywhere like that, you can actually see some of the faces that these people can pull. I don't think I would be able to pull those faces. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love this. Well, no, I don't love this next one because I wouldn't like to do it. Extreme ironing. <laughs> How awesome is that? And it's a British sport. Yes, of course. 
The first extreme ironing world championships in which competitors iron their clothes at the same time as bungee jumping, oh my goodness, or mountain climbing, was held in Germany in 2002. Teams competed to win prizes like washing machines. <laughs> Imagine ironing something as you're bungee jumping. Oh my goodness, that's just unbelievable. So, the slimiest sport ever is the World Bog Snorkeling Championships held every year in, where do you think? Wales. Competitors put on wetsuits and snorkels and the winner is the first to finish two laps Ew, of a dirty, water-filled trench. Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. So, the World Cow Chip Throwing Contest takes place every year in Oklahoma, USA. People come from all over the world to throw cow poo and the record is over 55 meters and that's the same as four double-decker buses standing end to end what why would you throw cow poo and very lastly today kite fighting wow and that's played in india afghanistan pakistan Thailand and South America. The aim is to see whose kite flies highest and longest. Players put sharp objects in their kites to try and cut down the other players' kite strings. Oh my goodness me. Talk about extreme things. This is just awful. <laughs> Oh, my dearie me. So that's all the sporty facts today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what are the days today, apart from the fact that it's Thursday and it is... Ooh, excuse me while I yawn. It is the 10th of August. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So what else is it? Well... It is National Lazy Day. So I don't have to do anything today. I can be lazy. Lazy, lazy. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So there you go. It's National Lazy Day. So if anyone asks you to do anything today, please don't take this um, if you're going to school because that's not a good thing. <laughs> But if you're not at school and anyone asks you to do anything, you can just say, sorry, I'm having a lazy day. <laughs> um, it's Skyscraper Appreciation Day. So quite often you look at skyscraper buildings and you think, oh, my goodness, they spoil the view. They they just look ugly. But actually, some of them um, are awesome buildings 
um <clears throat> we have one in portsmouth and it is just all glass um obviously it's not all glass but it looks all glass but it's actually the shape of a lipstick and it's it, i mean it's not officially called that but that is what people call it if you say oh it's by the lipstick building <laughs> the lipstick tower people know what they're talk what you're talking about because it's just shaped like lipstick that's got the lid taken off because it's got that slanty bit um and so some of them are quite nice to look at and actually if you appreciate engineering and building then you have to appreciate them anyway uh what else is it national s'mores day i've never had s'mores i don't know what they're like but have you have you ever had s'mores mm. they sound quite nice i must say world lion day Rawr. vlogging day so instead of a blogging you video blog um i not a big fan of that uh that's why i've never done this on video um just i don't know i'm not a big fan of uh you know putting myself on view for everybody <laughs> uh and it is also national spoil your dog day oh well you should spoil your dog anyway, shouldn't you? But today you should buy him a treat. Get him a treat, give him something special and um, buy him a Prezi. So it's National Spoil Your Dog Day. Bless. Right, so what have we got? What messages have we got? Uh, I asked who liked bowling and were you any good at it? Um... And Jasper, you say you love bowling, but you're not very good at it, but you have scored about three strikes. Well, if you've scored about three strikes, then you're much, much better than me. So there you go. Um, Sienna, you did ask me a question about the first person on Earth. Um, I have a feeling that's going to be one of those questions that... I'm a little bit reluctant to answer. I'm going to look into it, but I'm going to tell you now that it's probably going to be one of those questions that I'm a bit reluctant to answer because it depends on the beliefs of the people. <laughs> so um, we will look into that a little bit more. Uh, Neela Rose, you said, did I know that um, everybody has a spirit animal um, and I I've heard about spirit animals but I don't really know a lot about them so tell me tell me more about them um, you say you've got two a coyote and a wolf because you were born in October um, and uh, yeah I would like to know because how do you find out what your spirit animal is um, I would like to know what mine is I think mine's probably a cat um, and one that likes to be spoiled, <laughs> pampered. <laughs> um, and you also say your favourite milkshake 
is chocolate ice cream flavour. That sounds lovely. And that's going to be my question today. What is your favourite milkshake flavour? Mine is a banana. I love banana milkshakes. Um, but I also like, well, I actually like all sorts of milkshakes. Um, I'd rather have milkshake than I would have um, any other drink. So what else? What else? What else? Oh, we have two jokes. So, Andrew, the reason I didn't do your joke yesterday, not because I forgot that you'd sent in a joke, but I forgot to write it down. And when I when it came to it, I thought I could remember it. And when it came to it, I couldn't remember it at all. All I remembered was the doctor doctor bit and I couldn't remember what went next. So I've written it down this time so that I can say it <laughs> because we all know what my memory is like. So, Andrew, your joke is, and I love doctor doctor jokes, just so you know, I think doctor doctor jokes are really funny. Um, so, Andrew, doctor doctor, I keep seeing into the future. When did this start? Next Thursday. Love it. That's so funny. Um, so well done, Andrew. Thank you for that. Um, and I've got a joke from Livy. Uh, what do you call Santa when he pauses? Santa pause, of course. I do love jokes. Please keep sending in your jokes. Your jokes make me giggle. They make me laugh and they make my day. So please, please keep sending in your jokes. Um, so, yeah, the, the question is, what is your favourite milkshake? Ooh. So I thought today we would um, read... Uh, the next chapter in The Naughtiest, um, The Naughtiest Girl in School. So, and she gets into trouble because she is so naughty, honestly. Right, so, chapter four is Elizabeth Gets Into Trouble. Oh, she's a naughty girl. So, as Nora was about to lead the way down to the playroom, she glanced at the chests of drawers to see that they were tidy on the top. To her surprise, she saw that Elizabeth had put about a dozen things on her chest. Nora stopped and looked at them. There were two hairbrushes, a mirror, a comb, three photographs, a bottle of scent two small vases and a clothes brush. Look here, said Nora to the others. This poor child can't count up to six. She's got 11 things on her chest. Poor Elizabeth, fancy not being able to count to six. I can, said Elizabeth fiercely. One, two, three, four, five, six. Everybody squealed with laughter. Ha, she can count, said Nora. Well, Elizabeth... Count your things and take five away. Or can't you do taking away? There are 11 things on your chest. Take away five and it will leave six, which is the number I told you to have. I'm not going to take 
any away, said Elizabeth rudely. Aren't you? said Nora in surprise. Well, if you won't, I will. The angry Irish girl picked up a hairbrush, the three photographs and the mirror. She went to a box under the window, took a key from her pocket and unlocked it. She put the five things inside and locked the box. That's what happens when people can't count, she said. Elizabeth stared at her in rage. Give me my things back, she said. I want those photographs at once. They're of Mummy and Daddy and my pony too. Sorry, said Nora, putting the key into her pocket. You can have them back when you apologise and tell me that you know how to count. I shan't, said Elizabeth. Just as you please, said Nora. Now, come on, everybody, let's take the eatables down to the playroom. I don't want to bring mine, said Elizabeth. I want to leave them here. Well, if you do, they'll go into that box along with the photograph, said Nora firmly. The rule is that all eatables go downstairs. Elizabeth stood sulking, looking at her cake, her jam sandwich, her chocolate toffee and shortbread. Then she picked up her tuck box and followed the others. She did not want them to go into that box. She had seen enough of Nora to know that that young lady was very determined. They clattered down the oak staircase. At one side of the hall was an open door leading into a very large room lined with cupboards and bookcases. It was full of boys and girls. Some were talking, some were playing games, some were putting away cakes into tins. They all were all busy and happy and called out greetings to Nora as she came into the room. There was a gramophone going in one corner. Elizabeth stopped to listen to it for she loved music. It was playing a tune that her mother played at home and suddenly the little girl felt as if she wanted her mother badly. But never mind, she thought to herself, I shan't be here long. I don't expect they'll keep me more than a week if I go on being awfully naughty. Here, there's some empty tins, said Nora, handing down some from a shelf. Catch Helen, catch Elizabeth. Here's a big one for you, Belinda, to take in that enormous cake. Soon they were all putting away her, their things. Nora took slips of paper from a pile and wrote their names on it. Stick your name on your tin, she said, licking hers and sticking it to the side of her tin. I'd like to see the classroom, said Belinda. Ruth said she would show her around the whole school, and off she went with Belinda and Helen. Elizabeth followed a little way behind, curious to see what a school was like for she had never seen or inside one before. The dining room, or dining hall, she had already seen, a great high room with big windows. Tables ran down the middle of it. It was only used for meals. Then there were the classrooms, big sunny rooms all over the place with neat 
desks and chairs and a bigger desk for the teacher. There were blackboards everywhere, just like the one that Miss Scott had used for Elizabeth. This is our classroom, said Ruth to the new girls. I expect we'll all be in Miss Ranger's class. She's pretty strict, I can tell you. Nora's in a higher class, of course, because she's older. She's a jolly good girl, don't you think so? Yes, agreed Helen and Belinda at once. But Elizabeth thought differently. She pursed up her mouth and said nothing. This is the gym, said Ruth, and the three new girls looked in wonder at the great room with its ropes and climbing ladders and bars and poles. Elizabeth suddenly felt excited. She loved climbing and swinging and jumping. She hoped she could do some gym before she left. There were many other bedrooms like her own and then there was the part of the house put aside for Miss Bell and Miss Best and the other teachers. You'll each have to go and see the heads after tea, said Ruth. They're all good people. By the time the four girls had gone over the lovely grounds and seen the cricket fields, the tennis courts and the flower-filled gardens, it was time for tea. A bell rang loudly and the girls looked cheerful. Oh, good tea, said Ruth. Come on, wash first, all of you, and do your hair. Yours looks awful, Elizabeth. Elizabeth did not like her dark curls being, curls, sorry, being called awful. She went up to her bedroom and did her hair neatly and washed her hands. So she was very hungry and thought with pleasure of her currant cake and jam sandwich. I've got the most gorgeous chocolate cake you ever saw, said Belinda to the others. It just melts in your mouth. You must all have a piece. And I've got some homemade shrimp paste that's too delicious for words, said Ruth. You wait till you taste it. Well, homemade shrimp paste and Chocolate cake seemed even more delicious to Elizabeth than currant cake and jam sandwich, which suddenly seemed rather ordinary. She ran downstairs wondering if she could have two pieces of Belinda's gorgeous chocolate cake. Tea was laid in the dining room. The long tables were spread with white cloths and plates with big slices of brown bread and butter, which was set all the way down. There were some large plain cakes here and there and some big pots of plum jam. The children put their tuck boxes on a bare table and placed on some empty plates there the cake or sandwich, jam or paste they meant to share at tea. These plates they took to the table. Once again they were allowed to sit where they liked. Elizabeth put out her sandwich and her currant cake and took her place too. Grace was said and then the boys and girls began to chatter quietly. Suddenly, Nora banged on the table. She was at the head of it. Anyone, everyone at her table stopped speaking. Oh, I nearly forgot to say something, said Nora. Elizabeth Allen does not wish to share her things with anyone, so don't ask her for a piece of cake, will you? She wants it all to herself. All right, 
said the other children, and they all stared at Elizabeth in surprise. Elizabeth went on eating her bread and butter. Next to her was Ruth, opening a large pot of shrimp paste that smelt simply delicious. She passed it around the table, but did not offer Elizabeth any. Nobody offered her anything at all. Belinda counted how many there were at the table, eleven, and then cut her cake into ten pieces. Ten was enough because she missed Elizabeth out. Elizabeth watched the others munching the chocolate cake, which looked and smelt marvellous and longed for a piece. She cut her currant cake. It looked quite nice. She suddenly felt that she really couldn't eat it all by herself. She must offer it to the others too. She didn't mind being thought naughty, but being thought mean was different. Will you have a piece of my cake? she asked Ruth. Ruth stared at her in surprise. How do you change your mind? she said. No thanks, I've had enough. Elizabeth offered her cake to Belinda. Belinda shook her head. No thank you, she said. Elizabeth held out her plate to Helen, but Helen simply made a face at her and turned away. Nobody would have any of Elizabeth's cake or of her sandwich either. Everyone else had either cut up half or all of their cake and had finished up their pots of jam or paste. Only Elizabeth's cake and sandwich stood almost untouched on their plates. A bell rang. Miss Thomas stood up and spoke to the girls and boys. You may go out to play, she said, but the new children must stay behind in the playroom and see the headmistresses. So Helen... Elizabeth and Belinda went to the playroom, and also two boys named Kenneth and Ronald. They set the gramophone going. Belinda did a funny dance and made them all laugh. Then someone poked her head in at the door and called to the children. Miss Bell and Miss Best are waiting to see you. Go and line up outside the drawing room door, and mind you each say you're going to do your best for Whiteleaf School, and will work and play hard. The girl disappeared. The new children went to line up outside the drawing room door. It opened and Miss Best appeared. Come in, she said to Belinda, and in Belinda went. The door shut. Well, I'm not going to say I shall work hard and play hard, said Elizabeth to herself. I'm just going to warn them that I won't stay here and I'll be so bad they'll have to send me away. I won't stay at this horrid school. The door opened and Belinda came out smiling. You're to go in next, Elizabeth, she said, and for goodness sake, behave yourself. Oh dear. She is not going to get on very well, is she? Fancy them all just not having a piece of her cake because she's so mean. Um, I don't know. Would you behave like that? 
Oh, I doubt it very much because none of you seem like that. <laughs> I think you're all good. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, you're again. Oh, my goodness me. I need to stop yawning. So, um, we will find out next time we read Elizabeth that what she does whether she says she's going to be nice and work hard or whether she's just going to be one big nuisance at that school i think the second <laughs> anyway you all have a lovely wonderful lazy day and i will also have best wonderful lazy day <laughs> anyway uh you all go and do whatever you want to do today have fun make sure it's all fun and i will see you all again tomorrow make sure you take care and stay safe bye for now